Welcome to the Editor's Note Comics Podcast. I think that this world, it needs men that are willing to make the hard call. Central Maine's best comics podcast, by default. Ain't no thing like me, except me. Here are your hosts, Zach and Jared. Matt's coming. No. When do we start? Hey, welcome back. Is it July, June, April? I can't tell with this weather. Oh, like it's June. Okay. It's very clearly June. Yes. Uh, no, it is not clearly June. If you looked out the window recently. <laughs> Where it went from a 90 degree day to a 45 degree day the next yeah. day. It's not June if the heat has to come on. I know. Mine How, didn't kick on, but. I had mine turned off at the boiler, the uh, the boiler, emergency boiler switch. I, I just couldn't on Sunday. When my house got down to 50, I was like, well, I was like 54. I was like, nope, we're going to. We're going to put a little heat into the house. It's a drafty-ass house. Well, I mean, the air conditioner's in, so there's a little draft there, and I was just too lazy to shut the windows from when I had... Not, I mean, they weren't open-open, but there's a little crack to get the fresh air in, get the stale winter air out throughout the spring. All right, you ready for some quick reviews? Yes, apparently <laughs> my, my drafty house is not entertaining to you at all. No. Okay. <laughs> new Things Saw the Idol, new miniseries on HBO Max, or I guess Max now. American Idol? No, just The Idol. It's... Oh. Um, Johnny Depp's daughter. It's like one of Britney Spears, but not Britney Spears. Oh, so pretty much it's like a cautionary tale of... It's very horny, but not very interesting. Oh, a lot like me. <laughs> sure. Um, I don't know. I, I didn't... Like, this, there's supposed to be all this, like, behind-the-scenes drama about this, and, like, I guess, like, more episodes have been, like, described as... I, I saw one thing that called it, like, a subcategory on Pornhub. What? <laughs> as, as a description of the series. It just wasn't very interesting, so I don't know. I don't know if I'm going back for episode two. Probably not. I was, didn't really like it. What is it on? Max. Oh, formerly known as HBO Max. Yeah. Yeah, I watched the first one. Didn't really care for it. Probably won't be going back. All right, there you go. Started watching Young Indiana Jones Adventures. Oh, how's that? Pretty boring. <laughs> I'm hoping it's going to get better. Like, I guess the episodes got re-edited from like their air when they date over like two seasons to into just being like essentially like 90 minute movies which isn't really the case it's more of you they just crammed two episodes together and called it a 90 minute movie oh okay but and it starts off with like this young young indiana jones before like getting up to like teenage indiana jones and i am so sick of that kid wow is he also horny but not interesting <laughs> he's not interesting that's for sure actually he was horny in one episode he's also I love the first episode. They use blackface as a major plot point like three separate times. Huh. <laughs> if you ever wanted to see Indiana Jones in blackface. Not not really. It had not. Uh... And he was very excited about meeting slaves. Okay. Like to the point where the characters of the show were like, calm down, kid. Like, don't get that excited about slaves. And he's like, wait. No, you shouldn't. S- slaves don't have. Cho- like, we're going to see slaves. Woo. And then he learns the valuable lesson that slavery is bad. <laughs> see, it already has um, some gravitas to it. I'm hoping the show. There's a lesson to be learned. I mean, there's a. I guess there's a reason no one really talks about the show that much, or at least from what I've seen so far. But I, you know, maybe it'll get more interesting when I get away from like you know eight year old Indiana Jones. Okay. And I saw Megan finally. Last one on the fucking boat for that one. But I saw it and I liked it. I get why this little killer doll was popular. Oh okay. Oh wow. No, I'm I'm reading I am IMDb on the Idol. Wow. I guess so. Holy cow. What? Oh reviews. Yes. Well, not the reviews so much as just the. The parent guide. Oh, well, there you go. Based on one episode. Yeah, clearly it's there's a lot happening in there. That's I told you it's a horny show. I guess it is. It's like uh, what was the other? What's the one that was in Daya? Uh, Succession. It's made by the same guy. Is, no, not Succession. Oh yeah, no Euphoria. Sorry. Yeah, one of those. Mix, yeah, mixing up my 
these one word titles. My shows on Max that I've never watched. Yeah. Maybe they'll form a, like a sentence, the idle succession euphoria. It's like like refrigerator magnet poetry. Yeah, I'm, I'm probably not going back. It wasn't very interesting. All right. Well, there you go. It sounds like you weren't interested in either of the two things you watched. I said I liked Megan. All right. I don't know why my voice cracked there. Well, I mean, because you, you liked her a lot, apparently. <laughs> it was a good movie. Uh, what do we got going on this week? All kinds of stuff. Got the news. Got yes. weird comics facts. Sports reports. Going to be talking Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse. There's yeah. something I wasn't aware or prepared for in that movie. And your questions. You probably knew about it and didn't tell me, you bastard. I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. I'll tell you when we get to the review. All right, so let's jump from there into the news. Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? It's time for the news. Did you see the state of Maine passed a resolution supporting the writer strike? No. Yep, there you go. There's my contribution to the news. Great. Um, <laughs> Damn right it's great. I contributed. This is the dumbest um, thing that could possibly come out. Oh well, that's saying something because there's been a lot of dumb things we've talked about on this show. Alleged sexual predator Brian Singer. Okay, this guy again <laughs> is apparently trying to self-finance a documentary about the sexual abuse claims made against him. Wow. Just, yeah, breathe that. <laughs> I bet I saw. I think was it Variety that like had the exclusive on it. Like they quoted someone that was unnamed, like like unnamed like a documentary veteran. He goes, "Oh yeah, I'm sure it's going to be real fair and biased with him doing it." Oh yeah. Clearly not. Oh, my God. This is the stupidest idea. Wow. That's just grasping. I guess he doesn't live in the country anymore, probably for the best. Will there be a post-credit scene like in some of his movies? Oh God. Chris Hemsworth uh, was talking about Thor Love and Thunder saying, yeah, he's like, yeah, we probably went a little too far on that one. Like, it was too silly, was his quote. Too silly. Too silly? Yeah. Which I, yeah, I agree with. I think they tried to take Ragnarok, tried to remake it, and you know, still... Push it to 11 and it came. Yeah, it was too silly. Well, I mean, you also, did you see his kids' his friends' reviews of the movie? Yeah. <laughs> the VFX sucked. Other things. Eh, I mean, like you said, I think the worst thing that happened in that movie was the fact that Thor Ragnarok happened. I, it, Hemsworth said as much, and this was in GQ, the piece. He's like, look, well, like when you're in the middle of it, like you kind of, it's hard to like get that outside perspective until you see the finished product. I'm like, yeah, makes yeah. sense to me. He's like, we were just having fun. Yeah, and you know what? It was a, it was a fun movie. <laughs> I bet you were having fun. Yes. Speaking of Marvel movies, Captain America has a title change. Not New World Order anymore? No, forget that. Kick it out of your brain. Now it's Brave New World. I like New World Order better. I don't really care. They're both... Because then I think of the NWO, and then I think of the 90s and the Monday Night Wars in wrestling, and then you've got Hulk Hogan and uh, X-Pac and Scott Hall and... Great. I don't think the title is from any run, at least nothing that I recognize. I'm sure someone at some point has called a comic book story. Razor Ramon. Somewhere. Shut up. Well, that's actually <laughs> still Scott Hall. I meant Kevin Nash. Too sweet. You weren't a big wrestling guy when you were younger, were you? I was a, a, a never wrestling guy. You were, your, your nerddom lied elsewhere. Yeah. No, I never, never, ever got into it. Okay, brother. Great. Plus, the kids that were into wrestling at my school were like super weird, so I think that was probably a big deterrent by itself. Well, I mean, not that you weren't super weird yourself just in different ways you were horny and uninteresting <laughs> but not like that when you see those kids you're like i'm gonna slowly back out of the room and then not turn my back on you those were the kind of kids that were into wrestling because it would hit you with a steel chair you don't turn your back on the heel just saying <laughs> some of them might yeah i don't really care it's i mean whatever. have you ever been hit with a steel chair before can't say that i have oh it's not fun okay there you go yeah whatever it's, it's not a big deal new world order brave new world all nice and generic, so who cares? Like as long as the movie is good, like I'm not gonna be like, oh man, Brave New World, boring title. Mark Hamill is talking about Daisy Ridley's uh, new Star Wars movie. He says, "Look, I'm done." Yes, but also 
he's also not going to tell you if he's in it just based on some random interview with it when i do stuff like this it's like yeah i'm done forever but he also said it's never like, say never it was on cbs sunday morning i mean disney has like a full marketing plan of like how to roll this information out like it's only if someone slips up that's like oh crap yeah but i mean i guess you know try and catch him in a slip up but yeah i mean he's not going to say any, like yes i'm definitively in this movie it's never been announced breaking right now well i mean toby mcguire and uh, andrew garfield lied for years yeah like all if he's in it great if he's not that's fine too yes i mean i like him when he pops back up he was fun to see in the mandalorian he's you know i liked him when he popped up in th- those other two movies yeah it came out this week and then was uh, immediately put on pause that spider-man 4 is uh, officially happening with tom holland really i had to clarify because when i first read spider-man 4 i went oh like sam raimi's getting another bite at the app i'm like oh wait no no there's the there'll be a fourth one with him yes <laughs> the new ones right mm. the ones that the kids are into these days but it's also the, the ones that the kids you're into them more than you've ever been you kid just at heart okay fair enough <laughs> but i mean also it doesn't matter because the movie's on pause because of the writer strike that's also fair <laughs> enough spider-man 4 is happening but not anytime soon cool so that's some of the projections for the writer's strike. It's like people don't think it's going to be over till like September, October. That's not good. Yeah. I mean, I guess we'll see. This is one of my favorite stories of the week. Did you see this on Twitter? It was going around. People were saying Ryan Gosling is too old for Ken in the Barbie movies. Yes, I've seen hashtag that. Hashtag not my Ken. Yeah. Well, get over it. He's Ken. Well, I loved his response. So when asked about this, he, um, this is his quote. If people don't want to play with my Ken, there are many other Kens to play with. It's funny this kind of clutching your pearls idea, like, hashtag not my Ken, like you ever thought about Ken before this. And everyone was fine for that. For him to have a job that's nothing, and suddenly it's like, no, we've cared about Ken this whole time. No, you didn't. You never did. You never cared. Barbie never fucked with Ken. That's the point. If you ever really cared about Ken, then you would know that nobody cared about Ken. So your hypocrisy is exposed. Wow. This is why his story must be told. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Tell Ken's story. I just thought that was a funny quote. I think that movie looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm not like, not go see it in the theater is fun. It's a, I'll see it when it's streaming fun, but it looks like it'll be fun. I just enjoy Ryan Gosling. That's just a funny response. Ryan Gosling <laughs> takes no shit from no one. <laughs> Never cared about Ken. Yeah, your hypocrisy exposed. His story must be told. I just enjoyed that little thing. You're going to go, you're going to make us see it in the theaters, aren't you? No. Okay, thank you. No, movies are too expensive. Got to be picky with that stuff now. That's a good point. Because next up is The Flash, and reviews started coming out for that today. Oh, and? Even the ones that are nice don't look that good. They're like, yeah, it's fine. There's a couple of like really positive ones out there, but it's mostly middling to bad. Was there an embargo on them? Yeah, I mean, it got lifted today, and the movie's, what is it? It's out the... 20th, I think? Not this week, it's the weekend after. Yeah. So it's out in two weeks, and... (laughs) But yeah, the, the reviews are, I mean, you know, if you go to like Rotten Tomatoes, like the like last I looked like it was like in like the low 70s. But then like if you start like looking through the reviews, like even the positive ones are like, eh. It, it exists. Well, I mean, you know, the ones that count as fresh. Yes. But, uh, last bit of news. Uh, this writer strike's <laughs> really cutting into our news. Ninja Turtles, Mutant Mayhem uh, had a full trailer. Yes. It's first full trailer. Looks fun. Yeah. I mean, they seem to definitely be taking some cues from uh, Spider-Verse, which I don't think is a bad thing to take cues from. Absolutely not. But yeah, it just looks like an enjoyable time. I I like the animation style. The characters seem to be goofy, and I like that it, I mean, Jackie Chan has that fun line of Splinter where Michael Lynch is like, oh man, they ride us out. He's like, we don't say that word yeah. like that. He's like, oh, it's, it's 2023. Yeah, it's a fun little joke, yes. and I like it. That one's there for the adults. But it also looks like it has... Um, a bigger scale than previous movies have had with like our the new villain Superfly. Mm, yes, which I'm also glad that they're like taking 
a new like making a new character. And they have a bunch of like kind of minor ones in there too. It looks like, but yeah, just not. Well, Bebop and Rocksteady are there. Those are not minor characters. They've only been in that one movie though, and the TV series. Well, yeah, but I'm glad we're not just like rehashing. Yeah. Like, and they're fighting Shredder again. Toka and Razor had more f- screen time than Bebop and Rocksteady. They might have. Probably pretty close. <laughs> I'll I'll die on this hill. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Two is a good movie. It was fine at the time for the age that I was. Which is why I think it's a fine movie. <laughs> I look back on it fondly. I don't know. I think this looks good. I just always question, like with that movie, Ghostbusters 2, how does the city of New York leave these grand underground subway stations just abandoned and nobody stumbles upon them? Well, they did. It happens in the movies. Yeah, but like nobody else did stumble upon it before then? Yeah. There's probably some homeless they had to shuffle out. Oh, okay. Well, then that's sad and depressing. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. This movie... I don't know quite what I'm expecting from it. I'm not, I'm looking forward to it, but it, it doesn't, I don't know. It doesn't look like it's going to blow my mind, but it looks like I'm going to have fun, which I can live with. Yeah. It also, maybe it's great. Maybe yeah. it's terrible too. I don't know. But it looks like it's going to be enjoyable at the least. Yeah. That's, I mean, hopefully that's what I'm shooting for. Cross that high bar. Yes. All right. I'm going to move on. Those Michael Bay movies really, it's just like, give me something that's just not those. Explosions. So we're going to move on from there to weird comics facts. Here are some weird comic facts. Prepare accordingly. I'm going to make some weird shit. It's pretty freaky, but it's safe. Talking across the Spider-Verse this week, so I'm giving you some weird Spider-Man ones. Ooh, okay. There's always weird Spider-Man ones to do, and boy, I've mined it before. Like that time his semen was radioactive and killed Mary Jane. Yes, or... That time he traded his marriage to the devil. Would that be a canon event? Yes. Um, Or that time that Norman Osborn impregnated Gwen Stacy with twins, who grew up super fast. Stuff like that. We've covered those. Or the time that Spider-Man danced in a tantric spider dance <laughs> on top of the Brooklyn Bridge. Yes, in that unpublished James Cameron script. But still, weird. Or unproduced, not unpublished. Yeah, it's clearly out there in the wind. But let's. Th- here's the quickie, and then we'll get into the weirder one. What? There's What? I'm g- giving you two. Oh, okay, cool. I appreciate that. They're both about Peter's parents. In the 90s, it was retconned that Peter Parker's parents weren't just regular parents. They were S.H.I.E.L.D. agents. Secret shield agents, and that's why they were killed oh. in a plane crash, because they were shield agents all along. Yes. Because no one in the Marvel Universe can just be normal. Or like this next story, which everyone ignores, and I don't know if it's ever come up since it happened, to be honest. Did you know that Peter's parents weren't really Peter's parents? They no, weren't? They're halfway. At least not his mom. Uh-oh. Uh, this was around like 2000. It was revealed in a story that Aunt May is really Peter's biological mother. There was a little love, not triangle, because there were four of them. Yes. A love square. Mm, could it be a love rectangle? A love parallelogram? But there were these two girls, um, Mary, who's always been said as Peter's mother, and May. And there were these other two guys, uh, Richie, which um, Peter's dad is Richard, and Ben. Oh. Well, May is the hots for Ben. As you know, they get married. Mm, true, they do. But whoopsie-daisy, uh, she gets pregnant from Richie. Oh! Oh! So she gives birth to the child, and then Mary takes the kid with Richard, says it's her own, and they raise Peter until they die when they're secret agents. I don't, that, that's weird as. <laughs> I don't think it's ever been brought up again. And rightfully so. <laughs> that Aunt May is Peter's real mom because she banged his dad. <laughs> Who's the brother of her future husband. Weird times. <laughs> it's, a, it's a weird comics fact. And that's the quickie? Well, the quick one was they were secret agents. Oh, okay. These are two th- different things. Okay, like, so there was, okay, they, they just kind of blended together. And like, you told one story to set up the other. I just came up with Peter Parent facts. Peter Parker Parent problems, I guess. 
They go on the Maury Povich show. You are not the father. Oh, wait, he's he's not alive anymore, so he can't be there for that. Apparently, wait, hang on. Hmm, no. This is it. Peter Parker's parents' problematic, pithy parentage. I don't know. Mm. A lot of hard peas in there. So from Peter's parents being secret agents. From Peter Parker's parents' strange wedding to the strange wedding that happened in the world of golf. Sure. I don't, sure. We're moving on. Jared Sports Reports. He's running down the middle by the 50. He's at the 30. Bear tested. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. Oh, and they tackle him at the 40-yard line. It's time for another Jared Sports Report. Huge, absolutely global-wide, huge, earth-shattering news from the world of golf today. Are you aware of what the Live Tour is? Yeah, that's the one that the Saudis got, right? Yes, it's the Saudi-backed golf league. And you understand that there's been a massive rift between them and the PGA Tour, correct? Yep. Not anymore. They announced today they are merging. Okay. That's right. So all of those PGA players who stayed true and stood by and said, we're not going to this sports-washing golf league that is the Live Tour and turning down seven, eight, nine-figure deals, really it's like eight and nine-figure deals, hundreds of millions of dollars, only to have the PGA say, yep, we're going to combine with the Live Tour and have like financial backing, securing the financial future of both of these leagues, ending all pending litigation between golfers who left the PGA to go to the Live and were suing the PGA. They have now merged. <laughs> Call this stupid. And the players are not happy from the PGA. I can imagine. Yes, because they got screwed out of huge paydays only to end up being... Well, back with an organization that even a year ago, a year ago that the PGA Tour was saying, nope, uh, there were families, family 9-11 families who were saying that the players who jumped to go there were just not patriotic and everything was just you know, the Saudi-backed sports-washed live tour was evil. I well, guess don't have morals, kids. That's, that's what it comes down to. At the to. end of the day. If you have scruples, yeah, you're going to get screwed out of money. At the end of the day, it's all about the money. The players get this. The players, which is the PGA is you know, supposedly a player-centered, player-run organization. The major players, the top players in the world on the PGA Tour, only found out about it on Twitter this morning. That's when they were first <laughs> made privy to the situation involving the Live Tour. There was a players-only meeting uh, at this week's tournament site, and apparently it was a 90-10 split for players that are not happy about it. So. Yeah, I imagine. More to come in the coming uh, months, but that's the big news. The Live Tour and the PGA Tour have now combined. be interesting to see what comes of all of this, whether there's two, there's still two separate tours that have the same financial backing and players can bounce back and forth between whatever events they want to play if the Live Tour still keeps their 54-hole format, things of that nature. So very, very huge news from the world of sport today in golf. Elsewhere. Las Vegas Golden Knights up two games to none on the Florida Panthers in the NHL Stanley Cup Finals. Huge win last night, uh, beating the Panthers. A lot of people in the New England area talking about Bruce Cassidy. One year removed from being with the Boston Bruins. Everyone's like, well, he can't make the Stanley Cup Finals. He's two wins away from winning the Stanley Cup Finals with the Vegas Golden Knights. I hope they win just because I want all Florida teams to lose right now. Well, there you go. Speaking of Florida teams, the Heat are tied up with the Nuggets. Yeah. One game apiece. Game three coming up on Thursday of this week. Yeah, Thursday the I, uh, 8th, I believe. 
I skipped game one. I was just like after the, still bitter. Yeah, after the loss, I was still like, angry. And I, I didn't watch the first. I watched the second half of game two. I just I couldn't help myself. Yeah, just the Nuggets were they had a lead, and then they just couldn't get themselves out of the hole after they lost it. I mean, watching Jokic is something special. Like that dude just like can how he just makes things happen is wild. But yeah, I mean, they still lost, and it was so tight. It was down to the number of wide open teammates he misses under the basket basket to pull up from fifteen feet. Also wild. I mean, they were only down like one possession with like a minute to go or something, and it just got away from him. And for the second series in a row, Jimmy Butler steps out of bounds on the baseline, fires to a corner of three. That's a huge moment in the game. Just saying. Not to bring that up for you. Sorry, I know that you look kind of sad and <laughs> forlorn about it, but. Yeah, I, don't, I mean, I hope the Nuggets win this. Go Nuggets, but we'll see. Some other big news the, the, uh, Brad Stevens in his season ending post. Post His season-ending press conference said that nobody's going anywhere. Jalen Brown will be back next year, as will Joe Mazzula, but they did hire Sam Cassell. Yeah, that's exciting. Interesting hire, but I think it's a good hire. I mean, he's... It's not exactly a ringing endorsement of Joe Mazzula. They're not bringing in a Mazzula guy. They're bringing in a Wick, uh, you know, Wick Grosbeck guy. Yeah, but he's a well-respected assistant within the league. And yes. I mean, he has that pedigree, too, of, like, this is how you get over the hump. Yeah, Sam Cassell did a PG year in Maine. At Maine Central Institute. Hmm. I don't think I knew that. Yep. Well, I did because I was there. <laughs> there you go. Yes. That's a good reason to know. So, yep. Sam Cassell played a year at uh, my high school. Oh, also. Postgraduate. Um, uh, Kyrie is asking LeBron to come to Dallas, which is weird because Kyrie's also a free agent. Yeah. Highly unlikely that LeBron goes to Dallas. I'd say there's a 0% chance. I also, I mean, why would Kyrie stick around at Dallas? It's like it was a short lived experiment, but like him and Luca can't play next to each other. No, probably not. And by probably not, we saw that it doesn't like work. Two guys who need the ball in their hands, and his solution is let's get LeBron over let's here. Let's get too. a third guy. Yes. <laughs> let's form another super group. Uh, where no one wants to play together. Nope. Yeah, that sounds awesome. Yeah, uh, that was just dumb. Oh, uh, what else? Patriots are still in the middle of their OTAs. Minicamp is coming up next week, but uh, rumors are that maybe they don't have minicamp next week, which would make the veterans happy because the OTAs, you're not required. That's why they're optional team activities. But many camps are required, but it's not uncommon for NFL teams this time of year to say, "Yeah, we're just not going to hold them," because we got out, we got, we got the stuff we need to get done this week. Because a lot of people, you know, if you get a lot of attendance at the OTA, they tend to just say, "Okay, people came to the OTAs, we're going to cancel them." Any camp? Are you going to a game this year? Probably, yes. Not the opening no. game because those tickets are going to be spicy expensive. Yeah, I'm sure. Because not only is it the defending NFC champion Eagles, but it's also the return of Tom Brady and Patriots red, white, and blue. So, Or blue, white, and red. Depends on the order that you want to say it in. Because <laughs> their primary color at home is blue. Unless it's throwback night. That's white, red. red, blue. No, blue. Blue, white, red. White, blue, red. Rub. All right, is that it for sports? Uh, Yeah, I'm going to say that's probably it for sports. All right. So, got to move on from there. It's time. Going to talk across the Spider-Verse. Mm, we just talked across the sports-verse. No. <laughs> now might be a really good time for you to get angry. That's my secret. I'm always angry. It's time for an Editor's Note podcast review. As we do for new releases, it's going to be spoiler-free and then spoilers. If you want to figure that out, time codes are listed down below. Plus that big thing that says, like, spoilers, blah, 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 blah. Mm, spoilers, blah, blah, blah. It's kind of what it does. Mm. Um, I guess I'll, I'll start with the, the big obvious one. Visually, this is probably the best-looking animated movie I've ever seen. Oh, it's phenomenal. It's stunning. Yeah, I don't... It's kind of wild to watch this one, because, I mean, my eyes, it's like the entire movie, my eyes are just, like, darting from, like, side to side of the screen. There's just so much stuff going on, so much happening, like, little details in the background. It's... You know, I understand why this movie took five years to make. Yes. Because it's a such an obvious labor of love, and it's also... 
I'm not like on that like full bandwagon of like everything in Marvel Phase Four is terrible. Well, yeah, there's definitely it's overly long and some of the stuff didn't quite land right. But then you watch, I'll be like, yeah, whatever. Like you know, Ant Man was fine. And then you watch something like this. I'm like, oh shit! Like this is like this is what good movies are. Yeah, <laughs> this is what great movies are. Well, I think this is also what this style, the animation, lends itself to being a really good comic book based movie because you can do so much with it. Yeah, like, unbelievable amount with it. I think um, I'm not going to count this as a spoiler because it's it's really nothing. But my favorite joke of the movie is a background gag, just because so often with like you know you either have product placement where it's like you know if you have like a Coca Cola, it's like you got to make sure that's like face and label out. Yes, but there's or you have to have something generic like I don't know like Koala Cola or something, mm. and in the background of one of the scenes it just says like generic soda this is product placement <laughs> something very close to See, that i didn't pick up on that because there was just so much of it going on it's still fresh enough in these movies i love how they did the um the spider-man meme pointing again hilarious yeah it was in the trailer i like that yes but i liked it in the movie it landed well in the movie agree or disagree because i don't think this is spoilers this is more of a spider gwen movie than it is a miles morales movie yeah i mean they set her up uh, right from the beginning, it's uh, coming mostly from her point of view. Yeah, I mean, th- which I I kind of liked because we still do have those Miles moments where we've you know we're learning through him and he's it's still kind of you know his story, but really it is a Spider Gwen movie. I think we're gonna see. I know it's gonna say silly. We'll see more of the main character in the last movie, but I mean, to a point, the first movie was also very much through the eyes of Peter B. Parker. It's also true, and this one's more through the eyes of Gwen Stacy, like observing Miles and seeing the character grow and change. Yes. I also thought they did a really good job of like it's been a couple of years and like I like how they aged him up like not just visually like he looks you know taller than he did before and a little bit older but like the personality stuff kind of makes sense to me like yeah pushing like pushing back a bit like as a teenager and being the whatever line kind of shit yeah and like it it feels like a very like natural normal progression for like this is what happens like when you kind of go from like you know like younger teen to like older teen yes you're you're hitting the precipice of adulthood ish yeah and i mean him wanting to be like part of something bigger but also like trying to like push for his own independence at the same time it's yeah it, yeah it totally like lines up with this is a teenager all of that i also thought one of the best performances in this whole thing was um was oscar isaacs i thought he was fantastic yeah he's great fantastic 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 he has a lot of fun he's he has one of those i mean he's definitely like playing a character but it's like boy you just can't not like hear his voice oh which, yeah which isn't a bad thing like a lot of these people you, you can like hear their... like, oh moon knight <laughs> I, although I will say that the apocalypse, uh, yeah, I will say that the costume design very much reminded me of Spawn. Yeah, it, the, it's part of it was um, I don't even know what you would call them, like the little like points coming out of uh, like his forearm. Like yeah. those are more exaggerated than like they are in the book. They also didn't give him; I, they gave him a version of it, but they didn't give him his silly little cape. No, they did not give him probably, a cape. He, like in his, he had a cape that like a digital one that like went away, but it wasn't like his silly little. Mm spider web one that he has in the books that's a movie that might be worth a rewatch if we're looking to you know watch a not great movie that we can pan on a little bit spawn yeah it's been a it's been a minute yeah <laughs> since i've martin seen... sheen is in that movie i don't even remember also the cgi in that uh that i do remember <laughs> the the satan cgi the devil malagaloria or whatever his face is that's bad that cape is that's not good <laughs> They really leaned into it, too. Like, this must look good. There's also John Leguizamo's in that, isn't it? Uh, yeah, I think so. 
But I like his, I mean, I like all their performances a lot. I thought that really stood out is I didn't really think anyone gave a bad performance. The only stuff that like was a little distracting for me on the voice stuff is because I knew that I couldn't remember who was doing what. I knew there were so many like celebrity cameos whenever like a Spider-Man has a line. I'm like, who is that? And I'm trying to pin it down. Oh. I think maybe, you know, I didn't lose anything from the movie, but like I was maybe like a second behind at that point trying to like think, I'm like, wait, um, I will say this. I went into this movie and I was like, this is going to be a terrible experience because it was filled with a bunch of like, you know, like rowdy teens and like little kids. I'm like, you know, that makes sense for this movie. But at the same time, I'm going to have a bad time here. Yes. That movie was so good. Everyone shut up. It was very good for the entire movie. Like. Someone got excited about a Venom reference once, and that's, like, the only, like, audible thing that I heard. Like, little kids, annoying teenagers, everyone was quiet during this movie. I will say that I saw it at Smitty's in Brunswick. Okay. It was not as quiet, and the food's still serviceable. Great. There you go. But I I thought that was, like, a testament to the movie. It was just, like, everyone shut up. The only bad thing that happened to me is some drunk lady, like, rammed into the back of my seat full force as she was falling over. Oh, wow. So aside from that. I was able to have beer while I watched the movie. That was nice. This lady had something in her. <laughs> yeah. They're watching a the movie. Bam! And then you had... Fuck. Did your spidey sense not tingle to let you know that... Did your Zach tingle not work? <laughs> no, I wasn't expecting a random drunk lady to body check my seat. Hey, nothing says fun like getting liquored up to go to the movies. I think the only movie I've ever like drank during was... I remember going to see... Um, drag me to hell that sam raimi horror movie oh like, yes yeah yeah i remember we were, that i mean we were out drinking just like me and a couple of friends were out drinking before and then i remember we snuck stuff into the movie and just like i barely remember that movie oh i mean you also drank during the dark tower when we went there for that, we oh, that to... well that's because they serve yeah but you as the movie progressively got worse <laughs> i think you progressively wanted more alcohol <laughs> oh god that movie anywho back to spider-verse yes aside from that one drunk lady uh the big thing that seems to be getting people riled up, speaking of like the smaller cameos, this is a weird one that people are focusing on, is Ben Riley, the guy who was voiced by Andy Samberg, and like the guy who has like, the little vest on, he's like, I'm from the 90s, and I'm, yes. I'm very sad. And I like that he- But he's like also saying everything, I'm going to check the alleyway. Yeah, it's like the word balloons that you would see, especially like in the 90s, like of yeah. characters, you know, just providing you know words and pictures, except this is him just talking out loud. But some people, like that seems to be the thing that's like, making some people upset. They're like, that's not like what he is in the comics. Like, it's also not the comics. It's a fucking movie. Yes. Just I'll, say he's a different version. It's fine. That's fair. I also like their, some of the stuff that they hit in there, like some of the Easter eggs, like the co- the the cover from the first appearance of Spider-Man. Yeah. That made it. I was like, I know that. They did some. I understood that reference. They did some stuff that I liked. Uh, like uh, when Miles is doing like the whole, like I'm Spider-Man. Here's my thing. And uh, his comic, last one it was number one. This one had his issue as issue number two. Oh yeah, which I liked. That was a fun little detail. So of one of the many universes that they go to, uh, they temporarily go to a Lego universe. Yeah, I saw your tweet on this, and I read the story about yeah, it. This How is, cool is this? There was a kid, a 14 year old kid, who um, animated uh, across the Spider Verse trailers. You know, like shot for shot remake. Mm-hmm. Threw him up on YouTube. Uh, he got contacted by the filmmakers in that 14-year-old kid who did that stuff on YouTube. He's the one who animated that Lego scene. How cool is that for that kid? Yeah, I think that's awesome. Like that kid, you know, he found something he liked, like did some work, put it out into the world and it M- got noticed. Made some money. He's set for a while now, I would think. I mean, probably not, but <laughs> well, he's got more money than you do. <laughs> I don't think they gave him like a million dollars. No, but they probably gave him more money than you get. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Learn how to animate Legos, you slacker. You know, I think Lego kid has more money than you do. I'm going to learn how to animate Legos, because I'm a slacker. I'm just going to join the live tour now. Oh, wait, I can't. 
And then the rest of the stuff I think I want to talk about is mostly going to come down to spoilers. But, I mean, if you haven't figured it out, this is a definite scene in theaters. There's so much going on. Like, this is one that, and it just visually, like, best-looking animated movie I've ever seen. If it wasn't so expensive, would you rewatch it in the theater? Yeah, maybe. I haven't gone to a movie for a second time in a very long time. But would this be close to that for you? Yeah, I mean, it's really good. It, it was really fun to see. All right, I agree. See in theaters. All right, going to move on from there to spoilers, that thing that yells at you and then goes like, it doesn't do that. Oh, okay. Look out! There's spoilers ahead! I'm a big fan... Shut up! Uh, Shut up on this audio medium. Sorry. I'm a big fan that uh, J.K. Simmons is J. Jonah Jameson in every universe. universe. They basically said, fuck it, he's too good. Which is, I mean, why the Amazing (laughs) Spider-Man movies didn't even have him in. Like, they couldn't follow up that casting. Oh, no, they... I mean... (laughs) Spider-Man! He's... He's just Jameson in every universe Spider-Girl! I loved that. But killed Peter Parker! Just one of my favorite little touches. Um, I mean... Donald Glover popping up as the Prowler, live-action Prowler. That was a, that was awesome. He's boo. For those who don't remember, uh, he popped up as that character in the Spider-Man Homecoming. But this... Yeah, he's just there. That's he's, a great... He's just there in a little bubble. A great pull. I mean, this movie... Pulls in from everywhere, which I mean, they can because Sony has the rights to Spider Man, so they can pull from everything and anything. I do like that, um, like it's not commented on that, like he's live action, they're all animated, like everyone's different styles, like no one mentions them. Yeah, no. Well, I mean, there's which one I, where the spot goes into the human world. Yeah, that, that was from the Venom movies. Yes. Those terrible, not very good movies. No. Will I watch the third one? I don't know. Maybe if it's available for free on streaming. True. Then that's how you get my eyes on your movie. Mm, Look, free. I can't even say that's true because that second Shazam movie's been out for like a couple weeks now, and I still haven't gotten. You haven't seen it, it yet. No, I almost feel like I have to out of obligation, but like my interest is pretty minimal and best. Yeah, non-existent. Um, I like the idea of um, official canon in this. Like this movie's so nerdy. Oh God, <laughs> I love that meta part of it. Like, oh, this is a canon event. It must. So, which leads me to believe one thing. I'm going to ask if you think it's going to happen or not. Gwen has to die. No. Or is this like a movie that says, you know what? This is us breaking canon, and canon is whatever. Which is, I mean, true for stories. Yeah, I mean. Like in real life, in real comic books, they retcon things all the time. Yeah, I mean, if I had to take a stab in the dark, I'd say that Miles gets to save his dad, who, by the way, is my favorite character in both of these movies. I love that dude. Oh, he's hilarious. (laughs) Three months. Four months. Especially in that scene where... um. They're in the guidance counselor's office with Rachel Dratch, by the way. That, that wasn't expecting that. Oh, that was hilarious. But he's just like quietly saying stuff in the background. like, yep, sure, the, sure, the electrons. Yep, the electrons. <laughs> yeah. I, I know what he's talking about. Yes. He wants to go to school in New Jersey. That's so far away. <laughs> My favorite character in these movies. Is, oh, he's is great. Dad. <laughs> um, but yeah, if I had to take a stab in the dark, Miles will probably save his dad and it'll do something to like break this spider web thing, but it will all be fine in the end for some yes. reason. Because that's because movies and plots. Yeah. And he'll team up with his evil self to go save his dad. Ooh, interesting theory. Yeah. Uh, so a big conceit of this movie is that Miles is himself an anomaly. He was never supposed to be bitten by that uh, spider that had the number 42 on it. 42 for Jackie Robinson. Just throwing it out there. This is my fun fact. Yep. There you go. So that world never had a Spider-Man because that spider got teleported away. Mm-hmm. Which I thought, uh, that's not from the books. I thought that was an interesting take, though. It's a, it's a kind of a neat little twist on it, but it shows like the importance of a Spider-Man in New York City. I also, 
Um, did you get caught in the twist that he went to the wrong world? It, they, not until they like, show it on. I caught it immediately because they show it on screen that he's going. It says like you know like returning uh, to Earth forty two or whatever. Oh, I missed that. Yeah, the, it's right there. I was like, so what it like was revealed is like the twist. I'm like, I saw that. I mean, <laughs> I, I literally like read that on the screen. It's pretty out there, but whatever. I I mean, I missed that. <laughs> Like a little piece when he got when he ended up there though and like but once he like figured it out and like Gwen figures it out it's like oh ooh ah I like their little watches I, was, I didn't even write this down I forgot to write down how much I enjoyed Spider Punk oh Spider Punk <laughs> was great just like a pure anarchist oh yeah <laughs> with a guitar I I also I mean that's such a great like exchange with like him and Oscar Isaac he's like I I've had enough of you for one day yeah <laughs> go be quiet over there. He just quits. I love it. Yeah. But he does his own thing. He's like, I've had enough of this today. <laughs> just, I, I just love like the pure anarchy of him mm. and how much he s- talks about anarchy. <laughs> I love, I also love the use of Peter B. Parker in this. I love the exchange with him and Mary Jane when she like talks about halftime adjustments and sports. Like, you are such a nerd. And he's like, I watch sports. I, yeah, she was only in there for a minute, but I liked her. It was still good. And he's barely in this movie, too. I was kind of surprised how little uh, he was in it. I'm sure he's going to be in the next movie a ton. Yeah. I was. So, what I said in the beginning about the. I didn't realize that this was going to end on a cliffhanger. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, the next one's out in March. Oh, well, I mean, I didn't know that. Like, oh, I Yes. <laughs> I don't think it came up on the show that it ends in a cliffhanger. Yeah, this was, I mean, going into the. They were doing these two movies at the same time, which is why yeah. we're waiting until March and not another five years. Yeah. Well, I was kind of like sitting there and I'm like, they got a lot to wrap up and it's getting late in the movie. And then the to be continued, I'm like, oh. I thought this movie went on for like, I was expecting it to cut off like 20 minutes earlier than it did. And then it just kind of kept going. Like I'm, I'm th- like, everything has gotten to a point where like, like we're at the climactic climactic action well, of the movie. Because I knew that it was a two-parter. It's like after like he wins his fight, and get sent back to Earth forty two. I thought that was like the that seemed like the natural ending point for the movie, and then it just kept going. I was like, okay, I mean, there's essentially an epilogue on it. Yeah, or I think another natural break in the movie would be when you get Miles, the evil Miles Morales reveal. I mean, it wasn't that long after that. No, but I think right there would have been a great place to end it. Like, boom, there. Not Spider Gwen getting all of her friends lined up or anything like that. Like I think who will probably be called the Web Warriors based on Spider Verse comic stuff. Oh, there you go. I like that uh, we'll get Nick Cage and um, John Mulaney back for the next one. Yes, Spider Pig, Spider Ham, Spider Ham. Same difference. There's a cat spider, Spider Cat. I was sad that um, maybe it's in there somewhere. I was like, I was just kind of hoping that they'd be able to sneak in um, a Spider Pig from The Simpsons. <laughs> There's over 200 <laughs> versions of Spider-Man in this movie. And I wanted this pig from The Simpsons. It's still a chance. Yeah, maybe it's there and I just didn't catch it. There's it's a lot pro- going on. It probably is. I love, I still think one of the best, and it was in the trailer too, I think, was the Spider-Man who's sitting on the psychiatric couch. Yeah. Like, let me guess, he died. <laughs> My Uncle Ben. I love how they use the spider eyes, like the classic Spider-Man eyes, but they use how they use them for expression. It's just so good. The only thing that kind of throws me about that is I don't like it when it blinks. <laughs> yeah, I guess, but still, it, they don't. I don't think they blink a lot, but they still like those eyes blink. I'm like, I'll, I'll take it for you know the sake of expression, changing the face, but I don't think it should blink. No, but I I get it. Yeah, just a personal preference. But I mean, if you know, that's like my biggest gripe about the animation. I'm like, I don't like how that that one blinks sometimes. Yeah. Don't blink at me, sir. Oh, oh God, so much happened in this movie. Um. 
was a little bummed out that they didn't get any of um, the live action Spider-Mans in there, especially after the international trailer kind of teased them. It's like, oh yeah, they're here, but in archival footage. Yeah. Okay. I've seen that. It's all, it's also kind of distracting <laughs> because I'm looking at the other stuff and in the background, I'm like, I see that. Yeah, I see you. But then like that pulls you away from like, I don't know, that pulled me away from the other stuff that was happening. I was the opposite. Yeah, I, I don't know. I just wish they had been able to appear in like some kind of like voice cameo or something. Mm, this still might be in the next yeah, one. Yeah, maybe. People try to applaud at the end of this movie. I hate it when people do that. I'm like, no one's here that worked on it. No, like that's the same people that clap when a plane lands. I've heard of that. I don't think I've ever actually I've been on a plane that, that. yeah, you know. Like I was flying to Baltimore once. I mean, I appreciate years not ago. dying in a fiery crash, but yeah, me too. I was like mm, back in like mid two thousands, flying to Baltimore, and like we had to do a fly around, and like there was some turbulence, but we landed. It was like people clapped, and then I was like, oh well, I mean, you know, we we made it. And then I was like, oh, kind of a, like sometimes you see the pilot like, oh, kind of rough coming into Baltimore. He's like, yeah, we got a little close to the plane in front of us. I'm like, what, what do you mean you got a little close to the plane in front of us? How does that work? And he's just like, you know, roll down the window and flip him off. Like, how do you get close to the plane in front of you? I think that's why air traffic controllers exist. Define close. I didn't ask him to define close because I didn't want to know. <laughs> This is another movie, just like Guardians. I was convinced that like one of Miles' parents was gonna die in this movie, like based off the stuff of the trailers of like his mom having like that like heart to heart with him, and like like we literally know it's like his dad, like you know, falling off that ledge and whatnot. I was like, I was yeah. convinced one of them was gonna die. But like, no, oh, maybe that's not this type of movie. Maybe it's a different type of Spider-Man story. It could be just solid, man. Just <laughs> very good movie, hundred percent, pillar to post. Top it's, to bottom. It's just one of those ones. It's like, oh, like we don't deserve movies this good. No, we deserve, We definitely deserve movies this good. There's <laughs> so much just general crap out. And this is like, oh, wow, this is incredible. It's fun to watch something incredible like get, and just be like, ooh, this is, this is great. I'm having a great time. No kids are talking. It's awesome. Didn't even bring up the spot. I like that he's the bagel guy. Bring the bagel joke I, back again. I, I, also, I also love the villain of the week joke. Yeah, I did too. And You're a villain of the week. <laughs> I'm not the villain of the week. Yes, uh, Jason Schwartzman, who, you know, he, he puts in a fun performance. I liked him. It, I like that there's no, like, it's just, a, like, there's no real villain as much as there's antagonists. And I really, I, he was a smart choice for me, not just, like, like the, you know, dimensional powers and stuff. It's give us something that we're probably never going to see in live action. Yes. It would be next to impossible to do what they did with him. There's some of those characters, like, in certain, like, rogues galleries that, like, Batman is never going to get to. I can never imagine a world where, like, a live-action Batman, like, does something with, like, Clayface or Batmite. Like, so those was, like, the more out-there ideas. It's like, wait a second, is, like, getting away from kind of the core conceit of the character, things you could do in comics and animation that you can't do elsewhere. So I thought the smart was a good choice. Yeah. But what did I just call him? Did the I say smart. The yeah, okay. He's the, the spot. spot. The smart choice spot. Mm, yes. Spot's the smart choice. Mm-hmm. All right. I think that's about it. Yeah, that it is. Movie. God, that movie was good. <laughs> Leave the bell alone. Sorry. All right, going to move on from there to letters to the editors. Not sorry. Now for my favorite part of the show. What did I say? Talk to the audience. Oh, God, this is always dead. Here's another one of your letters to the editors. If you want to ask us your own questions, you can. You can write them in at editorsnotecomics at gmail.com. Mm. This one, um, I'm sure, is connected to a story that came out this week. Okay. The question was asked to us mostly you because you never tell me until we get here sometimes sometimes but not often enough you don't need research on this one the question was asked who would win in a fight indiana jones han solo 
or Deckard. And it's coming off of this story, I'm sure, or it's a fun coincidence. Oh, the one where Harrison Ford said that, yes, Deckard is a replicant? Not that. Oh. Now, this was when Harrison Ford was talking with Esquire. They asked him, hey, who would win in a fight, Han Solo or Indiana Jones? This was Harrison Ford's response before we go into... Okay. We also had the fun of the extra character. Well, they usually ask me, if there was a fight between Han Solo and Indiana Jones, who would fucking win? And I say, me, asshole. I don't want to fucking make shit up like that. I mean, what are you even asking me that crap for? I like angry Harrison Ford. <laughs> I do love a hey, good... kid. Just stop asking me stupid fucking questions about fictional characters. Well, I don't know. I think it would be tough. And you know what? If Harrison... I'm addending the question. If Harrison Ford says that he wins, then I'm also throwing him into this melee. It's now a four-way melee. Harrison Ford... Harrison Ford wins because he lands a plane <laughs> on the other three. I mean, Indiana Jones can fly a plane, too. Uh, but fly, he can't yes, land it. Nine, land, no. <laughs> Much like Harrison Ford. Yeah. Oh. Leave the bell alone. I mean, that's a good joke. I was giving you credit. All right. So I'm also going to be basing this. I, I don't know. I'm, ooh, do we do it? In, I was thinking, like, as they are right now, or do we do in their prime? Oh, you got to be in their prime. Oh, man. I wanted to do, like, well, Han Solo got stabbed on a bridge, so he's out. Yeah. No, he's, yeah. I did, like, did you see the um, the story also about Harrison Ford talking about Indiana Jones and how he got mad at the stunt guys for trying to help him down off the horse? He's like, I want to look like an old guy getting off a horse. Because <laughs> yeah, I am old. Yes. This sucks. All right, four-way battle. Uh, I think... Okay, so Harrison Ford himself, he's going to get wiped out early. Yeah. He, the, he, I love Harrison like, Ford. He's one of my favorite actors. He broke his ankle stepping out of the Millennium Falcon. He's He just can't do it. Well, you also got to figure everyone going into this fight is sharp, except for Harrison Ford, who's just very baked. Probably. <laughs> Legendary how much weed that man smokes. I think uh, Deckard actually doesn't do that well. Even if he is a replicant, he gets his ass beat. They all, I mean, something that these characters all have in common is they all, like, quickly get in over their heads. Oh, they all get... <laughs> just beat up. Whoever gets beat up the least, like, Indiana Jones, like, he takes... It's not the years, it's the miles. Like, you know, in the trailer, he said he's been shot, what, eight times? He's tortured by voodoo. But yeah, he still keeps getting up. Han Solo was tortured, but he also got stabbed on that bridge that time. And he got frozen in carbonite. Yeah. I, th- I think it's gonna... Ca- I think Indiana Jones wins. I think so, because there was no hesitation, like... Yeah, Han shot first. We could but also see, like, yeah, who's going to, you know, shoot each other first? Like, it, Han could do it, but so could Indy, and so could Deckard. They all have guns. Yeah, I don't know. I just feel like Indiana Jones has been through way more shit than the other three. It just keeps going. Yeah, he falls out of an airplane in a inflatable raft, lands, and doesn't die. He survives a nuclear blast. It's also true. Han Solo couldn't survive a bridge with no handrails. That's a good point. Well, I mean, he also did get stabbed. <laughs> yeah. I don't see Deckard surviving nuclear blasts. Yeah, like, so here's the thing. Like, Indiana Jones, like, will step up and fight when he needs to. Han Solo's first course of action generally is to run. Like, he yeah. very much has a a keen self-preservation awareness. And Deckard's reaction is, leave me alone. Yeah, Indiana Jones got dragged underneath a truck full of Nazis. All right, Indiana Jones wins. Indiana Jones punched a guy into a spinning rotor on a plane. I guess Harrison Ford wins because Indiana he's Jones rich. watched people get their face melted. Well, actually, he didn't, but he was there. Yeah, his eyes were closed. He missed it. Yeah, he did. He but, just opened them up. He's like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, exa- well, there were no bodies left afterwards. They were all gone. Yeah, Indiana Jones wins the fight. There we go. All right, that is it for this week. If you enjoyed the show, go to Patreon.com/slash/EditorsNoteComics. A dollar a month gets you the show the day we record it, plus access to things behind the paywall, including Pod to the Dark Tower episode three question mark. I'll do it this week. All right, there we go. <laughs> Said the last three weeks. I, didn't, I never committed to it. Well, now you're committed to it. Yeah. So, Pods of the Dark Tower, episode three, coming your way this first full week of June yeah, 2023. Uh, you also get uh, access to stuff like Buffy Back Issue Bin and cool stuff like that. 
back there again. Patreon.com slash Editors Note Comics. Interact with the show. Email us, editorsnotecomics at gmail.com or googlemail.com if you want to make Zach upset. And you can also find us on the social media. Oh, by the way, rate, review, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform. And you can interact with Zach on social media on Twitter. Just look up Editors Note Comics. Yeah, and you're there too. At Junior Rich. Uh, I don't know what we're doing next week, so we'll be back for something, though. Yay! Because the Flash is in two weeks. <laughs>